1: be back with you folks today as we move on with our 217 podcast. And Stephanie, what's going on with you?
2: Well, Doug, we're doing pretty well. Um, staying very busy with life, um, but Christmas season is upon us and we're very thankful for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's always good to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and I kind of like mm-hmm. the gifts too. I'm a little bit of a heretic that way. You know, I like Christmas gifts. I like I like Santa. You know, I.
2: Oh, you're really going to like your Christmas gifts this year too. Oh, I. I am so excited oh, about you and Debbie's gifts. It's
1: oh, pretty awesome. Well, I hope you didn't spend too much because we, we put a $3 limit on you and the kids. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> That's okay.
2: No, I don't care. Can't. You don't have to get me anything. I mean, oh. like, moms exist to give gifts, not get them. So.
1: Yeah, but moms need gifts, too. And so if you're listening, guys, don't go down the appliance thing. Don't go down the – if you need a new dishwasher, buy it. Don't give it for Christmas. That's the stupidest thing ever. And, uh, and
2: don't ever, ever, don't ever buy your wife a treadmill for your anniversary Christmas.
1: Yeah, what's or that all gift? about? Yeah. It's like saying – saying. It's like saying you need to get in shape. Here's your treadmill, you know.
2: Or buy them Optavia. Do not buy them Optavia
1: for Christmas. Yeah, but buy them Optavia. I mean, buy them good health.
2: Food. Buy it, buy it for them because they'll feel better. But just don't buy it for Christmas because the message you'll be
1: sending might not be appreciated. Stay away know? from the diet food for Christmas, and uh, yeah, see. <laughs> And one of my favorite snacks at Christmas time is like those Ferrero Rochers. Am I saying that right?
2: Yeah, those chocolate, yeah, with the hazelnut.
1: Yeah, we've been eating about 30 of them every Christmas since we've been married, you know. And uh, they got some hazelnut. It's got got that chocolate spread that's hazelnut spread, really. Mm -hmm. Nutella, as my producer Mm. over here, Debbie, just said. We used to get big. So we'd go to Toys R Us in Heidelberg, Germany and get gallon-sized jugs of Nutella. We were Nutellas.
2: Yeah, Nutella's actually um, one of my favorites.
1: Well, that's good to know, because Nutella's right with God. So I'm gonna let you in on a secret. It, it I don't is. give this only to people on our podcast. Only the peeps who deserve this am I gonna give this to this morning. And uh, mm. if you take Nutella on fresh white bread with some fluffinetta marshmallow, and Nutella, it will change your life. I mean, you've never had a sandwich that good. Things will happen inside your body that you've never expected. Your body explodes. There's craziness that begins to ensue.
2: Literally. Oh
1: my! The deliciousness. You know, what it sounds that it to sounds a, a
2: great combo is Nutella. With marsh. I call it marshmallow cream. Yeah. And put that put that either like with um, those Keebler fudge cookies. Or graham crackers. See, those are things you do for your kids, for treats.
1: Those are among the that that things that lead to you cheating. Now, are you gonna? Have you are you giving Thor any special food? Have you been giving him any table food or anything?
2: No, no, good. I haven't given him any table food yet. Just his, just his good old puppy food.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that But that dog's weird. gonna
2: be massive.
1: Yeah, yeah, Emmy's afraid he's gonna run into her and knock her down. And I've got to agree with Emmy. Thor is kind of, you know, he's awkward. He's a mood. big dog.
2: He's, he's he's bigger than she is now. You know when so. a
1: horse is just a colt, how it knocks things over and stuff? But I'm sitting here trying to figure out how this all has something to do with something. I know how it does because we're telling people to make sure they get a gift for their spouses. That's not an appliance. That's not a diet program. That's not a health program. That's not a uh, anything that would be misconstrued as a gift that would benefit the giver more than the receiver. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we're here in Psalm number 31. And uh, I love Psalm 31. There's a lot going on. We just were wrapping up Psalm 31, uh, the first part of it yesterday. And here we are on Psalm 31, the second part of it. And uh, we, we finished up yesterday We and we were talking about that we learned some things from Psalm 31 already. We learned that we trust God when others do us wrong, when, when others do evil, that we trust God. And then when others cause pain is where we're at now. Uh, we ask God for mercy, and others are going to cause us pain. There are people who are knuckleheads. It goes down to that full 50% factor of knuckleheads. And you know what? People with PTSD, people with hurting hearts, people that are going through trials, it's like we're magnets for knuckleheads. Have you noticed that?
3: hmm
1: it's like the knuckleheads yeah. search out people that are going through hard times it's like the knuckleheads yeah. go out of their way uh to search out people and ruin their lives so, man i'm telling you uh so we got to be careful of knuckleheads and i think psalm 31 is helping us with that and uh, yeah yeah i really do so uh so as we go forward in this i i want to remember that god has given us some rules here he's given us rules to you know, when people cause us pain, we got to go to His mercy. And, you know, most of the time people are not going to get right, Stephanie. I hate to say that, but we're not living in this utopian world or this idyllic world where people do Matthew 18. We're living in a world where people are filled with pride. They lie. Uh, you have private conversations with people and say, let's keep this private. And the next day they call people and they lie about what was said. I mean, we live in a world today where people stink. But there's some good ones out there, and we can't give up on the good ones because of the knuckleheads. We can't do it, and uh, we just got to keep on going. So we're in Psalm 31, and uh, and we got to continue to look at what David's dealing with here. We're going back to verse number 13. It says, For I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side. While they took counsel together against me, they devised to take me away. But I trusted in Thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. My times are at hand. Deliver me from the hand of Thine enemies and from them that persecute me. My face to shine upon Thy servant. Save me for Thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon Thee. Let the wicked be ashamed and let them be silent in the grave. Woe! Let the lion mm-hmm. lips be put to silence which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust thee before thy sons of man. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of the presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he hath showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless thou heardest my voice of supplications, of my supplications, when I cried unto thee. O Lord, the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that have hope in the Lord." So this psalm really takes a weird turn or a different turn from those first 12 verses. And we find ourselves with these people who are causing him pain. We find ourselves with, uh, you know, where he's coming out of this psalm. And one of the things I like about this psalm, Stephanie, is he comes out of it with victory. But, I mean, as we go and we looked at 13, we've already talked a little bit about 13 and and uh, they took counsel together against me they devised a way of my life there's there's groups of people that ha- try to hurt people stephanie i just i want if you haven't figured that out i wanted to let you in on that there's families mm, out there that thanks. try to hurt people there's groups that try to hurt people and you put something do you remember what you had posted on help for wounded spirits facebook page the other day on why people lie and why people do you remember what you said
2: mm. Hold on a second. Let me go look. Yeah. Because I remember I put something out there, but I can't remember the exact wording of it. Yeah. Um, did I put it on my page, my personal page? Because I know what you're talking about. I think it must have been my page. Oh,
1: then we're going to have to move that over to Helpful Wounded Spirits by the time this one yeah. gets released. Yeah.
2: i just got to wait for Facebook, you know, to load.
1: And why people which... do things they do and... And uh, yep. and and why people live in that zone. And fourteen, it says, but I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. My times are at hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies, and from them that persecute me. And I think sometimes that prayer needs to be real to us. Deliver us okay. from our enemies. Keep them away from us. Get them out of us. I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying. And. When you find that, give me a shout out because I'm going to keep going. Here. Is
2: it is it this one? Sometimes people pretend you're a bad person yeah. so they don't feel guilty about the things they did to you.
1: Yeah. So people in their minds will justify messing you over. And, yep. you know, there, people will justify messing us over uh, because they'll say, well, we had to mess that person over because they're not very good or something. I, I mean, this is the devil's book of tricks. It's used by the devil's angels. It's used by people, even people call themselves Christians, even people call themselves reverends, even people who call themselves missionaries or pastors. And boy, they, they know the devil's trick book. They know how to use it. And uh, so I kind of think we know what's going on with David here. He's saying they took counsel together. They devised a way to take away my life, to mess me up, to kill me, to hurt me. But I trusted in thee, Stephanie. Look what it says, I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my God, and uh, thou art my God. And what are you thinking here, Stephanie, as we're here? Uh, What do you think David's thinking as he's writing these words?
2: Well, it's it's, it's almost, so he just got done pouring out to God what he's dealing with, just laying out the facts. Yeah. And then there's that word, beginning of verse 14, that's powerful. But, and he says, but I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of... And it's just like he he, he he's focused, he's given to God this whole list of yeah. the, the betrayal and everything he's dealing with. And then it's like he does this 180-degree turn, and he looks at God. Yeah. He says, but, God, I'm looking to you. Yeah. And then he starts laying out to God what he is begging God to do. Yeah, he's
1: laying out a case. He's,
2: that's a powerful thing.
1: Yeah. And look our at verse 15. Our focus cannot
2: stay yeah. on what our enemies or what the people that are trying to hurt us are doing. Our focus cannot stay there if it does their agenda will be fulfilled and they will destroy us. Our focus has to be turned to God and who he is. And you know, I have, I have said this so many times to ladies, to myself, I think on this podcast, but these Psalms are inspired. Either God's word is God's word or it isn't. And maybe it's high time we take the prayers of David. These were his, his heart cries to God and we make them our own. This is God's word. And if we really believe that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. And if that's true, if God's word is true, and if that verse is true, that that is what the, that is the power of God's word. How about we pray it? How about we make David's cries, our cries to God and see what God will do. Yeah, and because ma- we're looking to
1: him. Yeah. And maybe, maybe friends, maybe what we get out of this is we should pray a verse at a time out of Psalm 31 today or out of the ones we're covering. Maybe as we're going through Psalms and as we're cruising through these, looking at helping people with hurting hearts, looking at helping people, life is hard today. Man, it's, it's harder yeah. every day. And it, it's even harder when you're dealing with idiots and backstabbers and people who are trying to ruin your life. And but but David kind of hits this here in 14, but I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my God, my times, he said in verse 15, my times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. And so he, he's looking for deliverance.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, you know, this poor guy is like the rest of us. He's trying to get away from the knuckleheads. Uh, you know, there's no escaping knuckleheads right now for David. In the midst of this uh, psalm, he's, you know, and, and I think until we go to heaven, Stephanie, and I, I, I think until we go to heaven, we're going to be dealing with knuckleheads. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm afraid and, so. And I think that maybe, maybe you just hit the nail on the head again uh, when you said we need to pray through these verses. And look at verse number 16. You want to talk about a verse to pray through. He says, make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. He's like, save me from all this. I want to, uh, for your mercy's sake, God, so so that I can be an instrument of your love, so that I can be an instrument of what you've done in my life, so that I can be a testimony. So that uh, that's what I'm getting there as I'm looking at this. Is make my face shine upon, uh, make thy face shine upon thy servant. And uh, look at verse 17. And this is going to bear some talking, mm-hmm. I believe, by us here. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord. For I have called upon thee, let the wicked be ashamed, and let them be silent in the grave. What's he saying there in 17? I think he's
2: asking God. He's saying, God, I'm trusting in you. Yeah. And I'm calling on you. And this is a prayer of, you know, we're told to come boldly before the throne of grace. Yeah. This is a bold prayer. It is. But David very boldly says, let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. And then he gives two specific requests regarding the wicked. And boy, Doug, these are requests we should be crying out right now. Yeah. But he says, let the wicked be ashamed and let them be silent in the grave.
1: Yeah, he's saying let, let them die and go to the grave? incredible, powerful statements. Wow. He's
2: saying, God, shut them up and make them be ashamed. I mean those are it's like whoa.
1: That's almost like a precatory though. Isn't that what we would call a precatory prayer there? Uh where we're praying Well
2: I think it's a prayer of it's a prayer for God to show himself strong. You know, we are in a spiritual warfare and I think David knew what spiritual warfare was about. He had dealt with the you know, Saul had the evil spirit that would trouble him and David was God's messenger and God's tool to drive that evil spirit away. Yeah. David knew what spiritual warfare was about. He knew the power of music involved in spiritual warfare. He knew the power of prayer and spiritual warfare in a certain extent. He dealt firsthand that evil spirit as he was there as God's messenger and God's tool to deal with that evil spirit. Yeah. And you don't play, you know, when when you're dealing with, when we are dealing with the wicked, when we are dealing with people, it's not, we don't, in Ephesians 6, we're told we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And that verse goes on to, to explain, I mean, the rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, it's spiritual warfare when the rubber meets the road when we're dealing with these scenarios. And David, and he taken ahead on as a soldier of Jesus Christ, to put it in our modern New Testament um, age terms, he's taken this on as a soldier, and, he and is he's going on the offensive.
1: Oh, you got to eliminate the enemy. And look at verse 18. Let the lion lips be put to silence, which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. Shut them up, God. Uh, shut them down. Yes. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of man. Thou shalt hide them in secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. And boy, I, I think as we read those verses, just going on with what you're saying is, I think there is a precatory prayer in there in 17. You know, Lord, if the only way they'll shut mm-hmm. up, put them in their grave. And, and but then he's going on and he's talking about their lying lips. And boy, we know people who call themselves godly, who call themselves reverends, who call themselves all different kinds of things who uh, who are this way. But then, you know, he yeah. said, Oh, how great is thy goodness, O Lord, that is laid up for them that fear not, which thou has wrought for them that trust in thee. And, and thou shall hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man, Thou shalt keep them secretly. So he's talking about us. He's talking about godly people. The good news is the psalmist is saying, God, keep us safe from all these knuckleheads. And then he goes mm-hmm. into blessing God again, Stephanie, here in 21. It says, Blessed be the Lord, for he hath showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I mm-hmm. said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou hast heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. O oh, love of the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. He's pr- plentifully rewarding the proud doer. You know, whenever you see the word pride in Scripture and we're talking about being proud, it's not a good thing, Stephanie. It's uh, It's always talked about with uh, in a terrible way. And then we see here yeah. in 24, be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. So, I mean, what do we? What's the practical thing we're walking away from Psalm thirty-one with? What? What? What's the practical thing?
2: Well, verse. Um, um, I love. I mean, I love all the Psalms, but I love in um, verse twenty-two. He just says very honestly, "For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless." Thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. And, you know, we're going to have those moments, we're going to have those maybe days where, like, God, you're not hearing my prayers. And I have been in that place many, many times. Yeah. And Psalms like this are a good reminder. That's why we have to be in our Bibles. But these Psalms like this are that reminder from the Lord. That like David, we can say, nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. And then I love in verse 24, he says, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. In other words, your if your confident expectation is in God and you're confidently looking to him, do what he has said he would do. And this is the power of God's word this psalm's inspired every single word of this psalm is inspired yeah so these are not these are promises that we can like hold on that we can make our sure foundation these are verses we can pray and cry out to god
1: yes and, then and we need to and we it need
2: to. Ends, it yeah yes and then it says be of good courage after you have cried this out to god Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Cry these out to God and put that confident expectation in who God is and what he can do. We are in a day and age where we must see God show himself strong. Yeah. It's not an option. Yeah. And there's that desperate cry. There's that desperate supplication of clinging to the hem of his garment for whatever our situation is, whatever the burden is God has laid on our hearts. And like Jacob saying, I will not let thee go.
3: Mm.
2: And having that confident, confident expectation, that hope, that's where Emmy's middle name came from, was that definition. And God only knew how much I would need her middle name to be a constant reminder to me to not lose that hope in who God is and what he wants to do. But that's how David ends this song, where he has talked about <laughs> being forgotten as a dead man and being a broken vessel and all of these things that we all can relate to. We have all been in those places. Um, and he ends it with, don't lose your hope in God.
1: Don't Be give up. good courage. Yeah, and yeah, don't give up. That's the power. The people that's are out the power there power of that. Yeah. yeah. If they're trying to and hurt Stephanie and I... Who are serving in the ministry doing these things? If there's knucklehead, there's knuckleheads trying to hurt all of us. But there's a set of rules we need to follow. Go to God, tell him what's going on, give them the enemy, ask God to silence them, and he will. And then just trust God and be a good courage and go on. Now, God may not kill him, God may not. I hope he doesn't, but it would be great for God to silence people who are trying to hurt us. I mean, that'd be a pretty good fix right now. <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm saying. And, and, and that's what people need. We need people to shut up. And sometimes we need to tell people to be quiet, you know, in God's name. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm yeah. praying for you. You know, stop it. Leave me alone and take care of your families. I think, you know, I think, Stephanie, we got to remember we've got a responsibility for our families, too. We've yes. got, we we got to put our families. Only God is ahead of our families. And we got to make sure our families aren't hurt our families aren't going through bad times and bad things aren't happening with our families and i mean i could go on and on but there there is a piece of this that i think is real and i think that the that i know is real the inspired word of god but i think it's real for us to do in 2020 or 2025 or 2040. I think it's real right now to say, hey, we got to go to God. We got to pray through this Psalm and we got to do what yep. the Psalmist is doing because God's helping them. He's pulling them yep. out of the pit. And so I think the reality, the practicality here folks, and I think Stephanie said it probably 20 minutes ago in this podcast is the reality is we, we need to pray through these Psalms and see what God shows us and who we need to be praying for. And then we last night I was just preaching, I'm trying to think what I was preaching out of last night and uh, or yesterday morning, I preached out of uh, Romans 12 about heaping coals on your enemy's head, praying for them, feeding them, taking care of them. Uh, but again, we need to go to God. There's a system we follow. So anything in the next 30 seconds or so you want to say before we hop into today's song, Stephanie?
2: Well, I think um, verse 20 is a powerful verse that gives me comfort um it's very real i can i can kind of picture this <laughs> it says thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man thou shalt keep them secretly in the pavilion from the strife of tongues
1: yeah that's and true. that
2: secret place of comfort that god gives us of knowing i'll never leave you nor forsake you i think we find in so many ways, the, that secret of His presence, where God hides us, it's a beautiful thing to picture being hidden in God's presence. Yeah, being hidden from, and and you know God does that. God did that for us when we were having to evacuate from Cameroon. Yeah, He hid us literally in the secret of His presence, and He can do that many times over, many different ways. He's not put God's not put in a box but that secret place of clinging to God and just looking to Him and saying, God, would you hide me?
3: Yeah. Would you hide
2: me in your hiding place, um, the place that I'll be safe? And I think that's just a powerful thing.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. A powerful verse. I think you're right. And what a great way to end. And Stephanie, do you have a verse or a chorus for us today? Yes. All right. I'm
2: going to um, just do the first verse here of, a verse um that's just power i love this song it's a beautiful and i think it goes along with this this song that we just did it's from ron hamilton it's called the secret place
3: i found a secret place of comfort and release A special place of healing, a quiet place of peace. And everyone who dwells there finds rest beneath God's wings. In the shade of his pavilion, in strength he always brings. I find hope, I find grace Far away from the world's embrace He gives me rest, he keeps me safe I find his strength, I seek his face In the secret place
1: Boy, I gotta believe that... uh, uh that Brother Hamilton, Ron Hamilton and his sweet wife, I I have to believe that song came from this Psalm. Hey, listen folks, we love you. Listen to every word that our dear brother is gonna talk to you about here. It's really important you get this right. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thank
0: you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message you can know today first you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god second there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death third jesus paid that price for you but god commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners christ died for us lastly you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart